Hi everyone, welcome to the Mark for Glory podcast, episode number 25. Today we have the pleasure of, uh, me and Josh here have the pleasure of interviewing um, a fellow from the Parkinson's community who's been doing exercise videos for quite a while. Uh, his name is Paul Clough. Stay tuned and we'll get right to the episode. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Good, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm blessed. Um, I was, uh, wondering if we could start off with a brief intro and maybe you could tell people a bit, of, a bit about your background, your upbringing, sure. all that stuff. Sure. So my name is Paul Clough. I'm 44 years old. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at the age of 39, just about a couple of months short of my 40th birthday. So I've had it just over four, I'm going on my fifth year of having it now. Um. It was a shock to me. I'm like it was a shock to most people that get Parkinson's or any other kind of, you know, diagnosis. Um, for me, it was a, you know, I had started having pains in my fingers and having awkwardness typing and stuff like that. And uh, it was, became very difficult. So I went to, you know, tons of different doctors, tons of different, uh, uh, had lots of PT, lots of PT. And eventually I got the diagnosis of, of, of Parkinson's disease. And, um, you know, ever since then, I've just been a, dedicating my, my, my life to, to being an advocate for Parkinson's disease and trying to raise awareness by, about Parkinson's, specifically young onset Parkinson's disease, because uh, not many people think that people my age can actually get Parkinson's disease. So I'm trying to you know, talk more about it and raise awareness. And I'm doing it kind of like the way Jimmy Choi does it, using fitness. Fitness is my avenue. Um, I have my own YouTube channel and um, I, I do some Zoom workouts and stuff like that online for people who want to join me. And just trying to help them live a better life through exercise. That's that's my goal. Live a better life through exercise. Okay, great. Um, but let's uh, let's uh, go backwards a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, tell me, tell me a bit about like where you grew up and what sure. that was like. And tell sure. me a bit about uh, little Polly. Little Polly. So <laughs> I was born. I was born in State College, Pennsylvania. Uh, my dad was going to Penn State University at that time to get his doctorate and uh and uh, economics. Um, I, I lived there for two years, and then we moved down here to the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area in Virginia, and this is where I lived my whole, my whole life. Uh, I lived here my whole life here in, uh, outside D.C., um, in the suburbs. Uh, uh, I'm adopted. Um, I'm, my parents are Caucasian, and I'm actually biracial. I'm, I'm black, half black, half Mexican. Um, I have, I'm married. I have three daughters, and I have three granddaughters, actually. Believe it or not, I have three granddaughters. Um, let's see. Uh, I work for the federal government. I'm an accountant for the federal government. I've been doing that for the past 15 years now. So I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in accounting. And um, my passion is, is, is working out. It's working out. That's my passion. Uh, I, I've always been into sports. And so, you know, exercise is important for everybody. And particularly, it's, especially, it's, it's, it's uh, important for people with Parkinson's disease. So for me, it was kind of easy to kind of like just maintain that and actually raise my level up a little bit. But um, you know, uh, again, uh, that's, that's, that's my passion is exercise. So I'm trying to use my, my passion for that. And now my passion to helping people with Parkinson's disease and, and trying to put it together, trying to put it together. Um, I have, uh, an older brother, a younger brother and a younger sister. Um, 
my dad was actually par- diagnosed with Parkinson's disease a year before he passed away, um, uh, which is kind of ironic. Uh, so uh, he didn't actually never got to see me. He never actually never found out that I was diagnosed. He died two months before I was diagnosed. So um, I would have liked to have shared that with him. I might sound crazy, but I would, have, I would love to have shared that with him, you know, to be able to you know, talk to him about it and, um, you know, uh, be there for each other. Uh, but I know he's still with me uh, today. So, um, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know what else you want to know about myself, but. um, uh, Well, we're, we're get, hopefully going to talk for quite a while. Yeah. So, um, leading up to your diagnosis, what mm-hmm. was going on? So, when was my diagnosis? I started having really awkwardness with typing. I, like I said before, I type all day long. I mean, that, that's, that's how I communicate with people all day, you know, across, across the offices and stuff like that. So uh, my finger was just sort of really achy. My, my left index finger, my left thumb, and my, both, both sides of my hand, index and thumb, index and thumb. It was really, really awkward, really slow. And I had pain radiating down my arms. So I went to the doctor, you know, the typical you know, family doctor. And the doctor said, oh, you probably have carpal tunnel syndrome, the typical person, the typical diagnosis. So they gave me, you know, a, a, like a brace and stuff like that and gave me some exercises to do, but it still just didn't work, man. My hands are just killing me and, and they're just really slow. So I went back to him. He referred me to a, a, a hand surgeon. Uh, the hand surgeon took a look at me and he's got to give me cortisone shots in my wrist. So he gave me cortisone shots in my wrist, more PT, still didn't do anything. Nothing was, wasn't working still. So I went to, an, he sent me to, a, to get a, a nerve conduction test. And they could tell that I have some um, blockage going on. My nerves are being blocked. Uh, so they did the MRI and they found that I have two herniated discs in my neck. And those two discs were actually co- exactly related to the, the index finger and the thumb. So it just made sense, right? That was my issue. So I went to tons of more PT and it still wasn't working. Still wasn't working. And I went to pain doctor specialist and got shots in my neck. Still wasn't working. So I finally went to, to a, um, a surgeon. Um, uh, and he decided to take one more look at my neck. He did another MRI and it was definitely, that was the issue. You know, the nerves were being pushed up against. So he decided he wanted to do surgery. So he did a double replacement, double disc replacement. So I have two artificial discs in my neck. Um, and so about six weeks after surgery, uh, the pain in my arm was gone, the pain in my fingers were gone, but the typing still was so slow. I couldn't move my hand. During that same time, my walk started getting a little bit off, awkward. You know, I was starting to drag my foot a little bit, my right foot a bit. And um, it just, I just seemed off. I just didn't see myself still. And I'm like, this is six weeks after surgery. I've had all this PT still. And still, I wasn't, I mean, I was better with pain, but I wasn't better with my movement. So I went to a neurologist. Um, she gave me uh, some carpetopa lepidopa CL. And um, she said, take these pills. And if you feel good afterwards, um, it's a sign that you have Parkinson's disease. And she says, call me, call me after you take these pills for a couple of days. And let me know how you feel. So I took the pills and I called her and she said, okay, now I want you to go off the pills. And, um, and I want you to come in to see me, see me in two days. So I went off the pills and within 12 hours, I felt like crap again. I didn't feel myself. I reverted backwards. So I called her and I, I mean, I, I called her and said, I said, I didn't feel, that, feel good. Went into the office and that's when she told me, Paul, I'm sorry to tell you, but you have Parkinson's disease. So um, that was how I was diagnosed. Um, it took, you know, two, two, about two years for me to get my diagnosis, two or two and a half years. Uh, but like I said, of all that different kind of um, different doctors and stuff like that until I finally got my diagnosis. And, uh, you know, uh, I look back at it now and it was, a, it was actually a blessing in disguise. I mean, people might think I'm crazy, but to me, it was a blessing in disguise. Um, 
for once in my life, I feel like I, uh, I feel like I know my purpose in life. So, um, and that, that's the, that's the raise awareness about this disease. So, and that's what I intend to keep on doing. So. How, how did it feel to you to get that diagnosis at the time, if you can think back? Oh, uh, I mean, at that time in my life, I mean, I, I just, I'm just turning 40 years old, right? Just turning 40 years old. Um, that's a big birthday for people. And here I am, you know, 40 years old, and I'm being diagnosed with a uh, incurable progressive disease, right? And when you Google it, it doesn't, it doesn't look good, does it? It doesn't look good at all. Not at all. You see people that are much older, obviously, that have it, and they have a lot more motor control issues and stuff like that. And you look at you like you're scared, obviously. You're like, is that how I'm going to turn out? And um, it took me about two months. And um, I was actually kind of depressed about it. Two months till my wife finally came to me and she said, Paul, you know, you have a, you have a choice to make. You know, you can either sit in the corner and cry about it still, or you can get off your feet and do something about it. You know, she said, what would your father do about it? What would your father say? And that clicked in me because, like I said, my father was diagnosed before he died. And uh, he was diagnosed with diabetes before he died. And he had heart issues before he died. He had a lot of issues before he died. And um, he was able to fight through all that. He, he made a choice to make. He made the choice to continue fighting and living his life. And so that's a choice I make every day. I mean, every, every single one of us has a choice every day to, um, you know, to sit back and, you know, not face their challenges or face their challenges. And I choose to face my challenges. And uh, I accept it. So. Um, like I said, first two months, it was really depressing. After that, you know, my, my attitude changed. My, my perspective changed. I had to change my perspective. Uh, not saying I, I don't have bad days. I still always have bad days. We all do. But I try to live my life to the fullest now and try to live my life with the glass half full, not half empty. Positive thinking, positive thinking. So, and it's not, it's not easy some days, like I said. But overall, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, I, have, I have faith in the fact that, you know, uh, maybe they won't have a cure, but maybe they'll have some drugs down the road that can stop the progression or something like that. So, you know, so. Um, so what is a typical workout a day look like for you or a <laughs> week or? A workout day? <laughs> oh, goodness. A workout day for me. So I typically, if I can sleep, and I don't really sleep a whole lot because I have insomnia really bad, but I usually am up by five o'clock every morning and I'll pop my pills. 20 minutes later, I'm downstairs in my gym um, and I'm working out for like a half hour to an hour and then I go off to work. In the morning, I typically do um, uh, just some uh, basic ab workout, some stretching and stuff like that. And, and that's about it. But then when I get home, that's when I, after work, that's when I really go at it. And I'll, you know, I'll, do, I'll do a bunch of burpee, burpees and stuff like that. And I'll put them in weights and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, do, I do a lot of HIT stuff, you know, high intensity interval training, and not, which I incorporate, you know, just straight body and body weight exercises or I incorporate weights with it also. Um, I always have to mix it up. Uh, but yeah, I, I typically work out two days, two days. I mean, I'm sorry, two times a day, two times a day, morning and night, morning and night. Um, and I take at least one day off of rest. Uh, try to at least try to. And how is that? How do you feel that impact that level of intensity has impacted my, my, my life. Yeah. yeah. So about a year ago, I was taking four Ritari and four standard cinnamon pills, cinnamon pills, carbidopa lepidopa. Today, I'm not taking any more of the regular cinnamon, carbidopa lepidopa whatsoever. And I'm taking only three Ritari. I've been able to cut down by that much down of the drugs I'm taking. And I still feel it's just as good as I was, if not better, with all the chemicals in my body. My goal is to come off 
even more of the Raitari and bring it down to two, eventually to one, and hopefully to none. Now, I am using things to supplement that. I'm using, um, I'm taking this supplement called um, uh, Mucana Purines, I think it's called. Uh, I can't pronounce it really, um, but uh, organic um, natural form of Ladopa. So um, that works for me. Um, and I use that instead because uh, I'm trying to avoid getting, I'm trying to avoid getting dyskinetic. So, right. Yeah. Um, and for those people that don't know, could you explain what dyskinesia is? Yeah, I'm, I'll try the best way I can possibly do it. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but um, I guess I relate to kind of like uncontrollable movements of your body, whether it's your head, your arms, your legs. Um, that's that's the best way I can I can describe it. It's kind of uncontrolled movements. Um, right. And I was getting dyskinesia before. I mean, I still have a little bit a little bit of my head when I get anxious and stuff like that. I get overanimated. But before, I mean, my head was going like this all the time when I was talking, yeah. just bobbing, bobbing back and forth. Now it's been reduced tremendously by reducing my medicine tremendously. Um, and that was just a goal I had. I decided I, I wanted to come off come off the chem chemicals as much as possible, as much as possible. And try to live a uh, try to live a life, you know, trying to naturally put the chemicals back in my body, the dopamine. So, um, and so far it's worked. But I mean, all of us parkies are, are different, you know. Not but what what might work for me might not work for somebody else. So, I would hate for someone to listen to this and just automatically go out and do it. They should always consult their doctor. Uh, I consulted my doctor beforehand. She said, "Go for it, try it, but do it slowly." And uh, so that's what I've done. Yeah. Any uh. Any balance training or anything like that? No, I haven't had any balance training. I actually haven't had any balance issues, knock on wood, so far. Um, my main symptoms are bradykinesia, the slowness of, you know, and then um, uh, I would say then the stiffness, stiffness throughout my shoulders and my back. Uh, those are my two biggest symptoms, especially when the stiffness comes, it really hurts because it, it eventually if I overwork my body, my muscles in my neck, my trapezoids, it feeds up to my neck and that's when I get dystonia and then my head just gets locked like this. So, um, and that's painful. That's really painful. Right. Any uh, special diet do you follow? I don't follow any special diet. Now I know that there's people out there that do. I've, I'm, a, I'm willing to try anything. So if anyone has any recommendations, by all means, send them my way. I would love to know what other people are, are, are doing with diet wise. I mean, I'm doing everything I can exercise wise, but I know if I incorporate a better diet in combination with my exercise, I'll be in a better position than I am now. I know that. I just, I just got to, you know, buckle down and do it. I mean, I'm a human like everyone else. I still want to, you know, eat dessert sometimes and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I'm a sucker for soft baked cookies. So that's my thing. Soft baked cookies. I'm a sucker for it. So. Yeah. Right. Sounds good. Um, so anything you do for uh, stress relief? Stress relief, yeah, for me, I mean, I work out all the time, but for me specifically, stress relief, I box. I'll go downstairs and hit the, hit the bag and let it out. Um, you know, just hitting that bag, a couple rounds and stuff, you know, six, nine minutes or so, get, get the aggression out, get, get it out, and just let, you know, that's what I do. Uh, I mean, some people may um, do yoga or, you know, um, stuff like that. Um, I just need to hit something. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound right, but I just need to hit something. I need to hit something sometimes so uh, yeah i hit um, the bag and i you know i'm yelling f you parkinson something like that you know f you parkinson so you and your wife uh, run something called can't shake me 
Yeah, so Can't Shake Me is, a, is an official 501c3 here in the United States. Um, it is, we're dedicated, to, well, we started off two years ago and the, the problems we started off two years ago was COVID hit, right? So COVID hit and it made things really difficult. But the goal of Can't Shake Me is to help people live better lives through exercise. So I have my YouTube channel um, and I do the Zoom workouts with people and it's it make sure that anyone has the opportunity with PD or not PD, but specifically PD, has the opportunity to live a better life. Um, through the exercise. And then also we, we, we want to be able to do, if hypothetically, let's say you, you live in California or something, you live in a small town, you can't afford to go to Rock City boxing class or something like that. We want to be there for those people to be able to pay for their classes for them. You know, Give everyone the opportunity, wherever they may live, to, to do exercise because exercise is critical for people with Parkinson's disease, critical. So um, that's, that's the goal of, of Can't Shake Me. So um, That's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, again, we're going to we're going to, we're going to relaunch the website and everything again coming up soon. Um, I just rebranded it, branded the, uh, the, the website, so uh, we're brand new. Um, if you see the if you see the P on there now, if you look at it, it's supposed to be a P. Or if you can tell it's a P, um, but before it was a totally different graphic. So we rebranded everything, and we'll relaunch the website. We do um, make a big announcement and everything, and hopefully, you know, we can um, help more people out there. So, um, you know. One of the biggest achievements in my life was just happened this week, and was maybe not mean, mean something to a lot of people, but for me, it meant the world. So I have a guy who works out with me named TJ. He's got Parkinson's disease also. He started working out with me about six months ago. Now burpees, I love to do, and I don't incorporate burpees in all my workouts, but I know some people are intimidated by. He's been sticking with me for this past six months, and he on Tuesday he did 230 burpees with me, 230 burpees. Now 100s a lot, 50s a lot. But this guy did 230 burpees with me, and he did about about um, about six other exercises with me, about close to 900 to 1,000 reps with me, uh, all together. That is amazing, amazing that yeah, he did that, and he he did it all by himself. You know, it just he put he put forth the work, and to see someone is going through the same thing I'm going through, and you know to um, just do it and, and put it, and put put everything into it. It was just remarkable. I mean, it was, it was amazing. I felt like I felt like my own kid, you know, succeeding at whatever they're trying to do. It, it was the best feeling ever. So um, that's what I live for. I live for that to see people, you know, uh, just growing and becoming better people. Um, he, he's stronger than he's ever been, mentally and physically. You know, his confidence is, mu is much stronger and everything. Um, yeah, it was just it was overwhelming for me. Overwhelming. So. You uh, mentioned before we started recording mm -hmm. that um, you find that uh, Parkinson's or getting Parkinson's has been a blessing to you. Yeah. Do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, I'd love to actually. Um, you know, I think every, I believe everyone here from this earth for a purpose. You know, some people know before, you know, they, they know at a young age what their purpose in life is. They always, they, they grow up, want to be a doctor and they become this great doctor. They have these great skills, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Like our athletes, they have these skills that were given, these great skills that are given, given to them to become a professional athlete or something like that. I didn't have any of that. For most of my life, I didn't know what was my calling in life. But for me getting Parkinson's, I, I knew after those first couple of months after I got out of my depression, that this was, this was meant to be for me, that. I was intended to get this disease to make a difference. And it has been a blessing because the people I've met have changed my life. You know, I'm not saying before that I was um, a horrible person or anything like that, but, you know, I think all of us sometimes are judgmental. All of us are sometimes. We each always have it in us. 
but it's taught me to be much more patient with people, to be more understanding about people and what they go through and not to judge people, not to judge people because no one knows what someone else is going through in their life. Nobody knows. Well, you know, and um, it doesn't have to be obvious. It doesn't have to, I mean, you know, like someone who has, um, uh, you know, an amputee, like you mentioned before, I'm not saying they have a disability or anything, but they, you can tell right away that they have um, something, that, something that limits them, that, you know, makes it more difficult for them. Someone with Parkinson's disease, you may not, not, not know it. And so, you know, you may lose your patience with them or something like that, uh, you know, in different scenarios, because you don't understand the fact that they have a condition. Uh, but ever since I was diagnosed, too many people have come in my life and have, um, have just changed it and changed it for the better, and just changed it for the better. Um, I've had a, another Parky friend of mine. Uh, I think you should talk to him also. His name is Jonathan Braddock. He was diagnosed a little over a year ago. And I met him um, through a Facebook um, um, uh, group. He had put a, he posted on there talking about how he was just diagnosed, and he was just asking, looking for questions, questions to be answered. So I hit him up, and I don't usually ever hit anybody up on these kind of chats, but I hit him up and said, "Hey, man, if you need to talk, here I am." Well, he hit me up. We started talking, and a year later, now he's already written two books now on YOPD, two books, and he's he's so passionate about it now. He's so involved in the community now, um, and to see that growth from someone, like I said, just over a year ago. A little over a year that he's been diagnosed, and to see him just, you know, grow from from that, uh, you know, and he and he, not I don't want to take the credit for it because it's not about me, but you know, to hear the people say that I've made a difference in their life, and that um I've inspired them or I pushed them, and uh, you know, I'm, um, that they look up to me, that's great. But just to see them grow from that, it's just it's the best feeling ever. It is the best feeling, and that's happened like three or four times now in my life, you know, since since I was diagnosed. Um, it, and just it's been rewarding, very rewarding, very, very rewarding. Okay, so uh, uh, I guess the last thing we'll cover is uh, if there, what advice do you have for anyone um, who's newly diagnosed or maybe mm. is struggling? Yeah, first I would say stay strong, have faith, don't give up, don't. Don't look. Don't go do Google Google search, and and you know and and do Google, Google diagnosis and stuff like that. You know, sit back and talk to people. Reach out to people that have the disease who've been fighting this disease for a long time. Reach out to them. You're not by yourself. You know, there's a whole family of us out there to help you, help and support each other. So reach out. Reach out. Exercise. Of course, I'm going to I'm going to say that all the time. Exercise. 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 You got to exercise and you don't have to do burpees like I do. It could be table tennis. It could be golf. It could be whatever you want. Like what matters is that parkies move. They've got to move. Right. So whatever you, whatever you enjoy doing, do it. And just, and just, you know, and try to increase the intensity of it as you go on, but you've got to exercise. So exercise, reach out to people, um, keep, keep the faith. And um, yeah, yeah, all this is important also. Understand that it just doesn't affect just you. It affects your family too. You're not, you know, they don't, they don't have physically have it, but they're still affected by it. So you've got to make sure that you, you know, that you still are there for your family as well. You know, you got to make sure that, that they're okay. And, you know, you, know, you can't be self-absorbed in your own, in your own, in your own condition, your own diagnosis. Um, you can't lose sight of that. It affects the whole family. And that's very important. So, because they're going to be there for you. Well, you know, they should be there for you, but you know, you've got to just 
keep your family involved also. So those are the three things I would say. Right. The three things. Okay. On that note, Paul, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to speak with us. No, um, Mark, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Have yourself a great day. Thank you, sir. Take care. Hey, you. Want to be a guest on the podcast? Drop me a line at the email in the description below.